Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. Today, we're continuing the message we began earlier this week that's part of the series titled Spring Forward. Bishop Clark uses Genesis chapter 40 verses 12 and 13 as the foundation scripture for part two of the message, Reset, Continue. But you got to understand that the priesthood is shown both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. So because they're both in the Old Testament and New Testament, the priests after the order of, of uh, Levi or the Levitical priesthood after the order of Aaron, now we have New Testament priests after the order of Melchizedek. Law is not even involved now. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. Thank you, God, which is superior. A relationship with the high priest. It's a relationship with him that really brings order in the church. And so priests are both mentioned in the Old and New Testament. And several things are very striking and they're similar in the Old and New Testament. That is, in both settings, Old and New Testament, all priests sacrificed. That is no there's no difference in Old Testament sacrifice and New Testament. It's striking. Both of them always sacrifice. In both dispensations, the priests always sacrifice so one of the things in the new testament those that want to get rid of the sacrifice it's just in a different way you can't you can't relieve yourself of doing something for god and your flesh say whoa that was tough that's what god wants out of his people in the 21st century that when you do what he tells you to do you have to say oh that was tough sometime when you give ah oh, man that whoo <laughs> That's what God wants. That's, that's, your word, that's your measure of worship. When you say, ah, yeah. Oof. Just like you don't know if you're really, really working out until you get a little. Tuck, gah, gah. Come on, Joshua. Gah. When I saw Joshua's on, Joshua's on Facebook, man, he's getting in some type of martial arts, man. <laughs> and man, he grabbed that man and flipped him upside down and grabbed his carotid. Putting in the sleep. <laughs> Joshua. But he'll tell you, you can't get good at that stuff until you sacrifice something. You just can't. You can't get good, good at, at putting people, a grown man to sleep. He's not going to let you do it. <laughs> He's going to resist you. Wrestle somebody today. I know you always say, well, I'll beat him down. After about 30 seconds of wrestling someone your same weight, if, you, if you're not in shape, you'd be like, what did I get my hands on? <laughs> like I grabbed a bobcat. If they're in a little bit more shape than you, after about 30 seconds, you'd be like, holding on. Like, okay, we can quit now. <laughs> Everybody can talk that noise until you, until you grab somebody. <laughs> I saw this old man selling out, man. He grabbed a young dude. 
<laughs> After about 30 seconds, he was holding on. Somebody help me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened with Trayvon Martin. George Zimmerman grabbed him, but he didn't know he was that strong. This is a true story. He grabbed the 17-year-old, but he didn't know he was that strong. He was talking to him. Yeah, I'm going to tear you up, man. Shoot, you messed up this time. And the guy got scared. And that's why he pulled out his weapon. Y'all understand? So you don't know what you can do. George Zimmerman walking around, he just going to grab the kid. Run, you don't even know what you're dealing with. This is what I'm trying to say to you. Okay? You got to get this in your soul and spirit. It's all about sacrifice, and this is the measure of worship, the sacrifice, okay? It is not just you just flow, <laughs> okay? That is the measure of the priesthood in the New Testament church that makes you say, every time God said, drop this, boy, that was tough. I don't want you in the clubs. Whoa, I like to dance, though. Whew. I don't want you with premarital sex. Thank God I like it. Thank God. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. Nobody's saying amen now. It's easy to go to the church where they say everybody, 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 everybody. It, Trey Song churches. Everybody get, everybody with it. Everybody doing it. Everybody worship. Everybody get involved. Where's the sacrifice though? Where's the sacrifice? Where is the dragging of the sheep to be slaughtered? When your praise don't want to come to worship and you still drag her in. <laughs> it's the same for the Old and the New Testament. You need to reset this thing. Can I go a little deeper? New Testament order, priestly service. In service toward God is fourfold. The New Testament order, priestly service in sacrifice toward God is fourfold. And you need to know that. And if you find yourself in one of these four areas needing to sacrifice a little bit more, then let's get to it. Reset your life. Number one. Number one, the dedication of self, which is the first form of government. And it's declared in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. In America, we have three forms of government, but they're inferior to the first form. And the first form of government is self-government. Not executive, legislative, and judicial it is self-government. Can you see a law and govern yourself? Can you know what's right and say to yourself, I'm going to do what's right when no one else is around? That's self-government. The reason why man can't govern self is the reason why we have to have more laws. But there is no purpose. There is no satisfaction in doing all of those other things when you can't manage yourself. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Hopefully it's on the screen. Therefore I urge brothers. 
Therefore, I urge you, brothers, look at this, in plain view, I added plain, in view or plain view of God's mercy, which means to do this is sacrificial. You're going to need mercy in your life working. It is not easy to do what I'm about to ask you to do, but in plain view of God's mercy to offer, to offer what? To offer your body. Look at this, to offer this flesh with all of its youth, to offer this flesh with all of its knowledge, to offer this flesh, this body with all of its strength. Look at the scripture here as a living sacrifice. Here we see the word again. It's a living sacrifice, not a dead sacrifice. It doesn't have to be killed and laid at the altar because it won't squirm. But God says, this is the sacrifice that I want to see in my people in the 21st century that your living body is offered with all of the stuff that you like to do. But I want you to put it on the altar. Glory to God. Again, this may not get an amen, but I think you're listening tonight. Today, I really believe that you're listening I'm trying to show the church where we are slipping with regard to that. We go, we go to places where we're comfortable and the person gives us our next tip. But let me tell you, where's the sacrifice? What did you drag? What did you have to release? Look at the word. I'm coming down the pike. The Bible says, I urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, to offer. I'm not making you do it. I want you to offer it. I want you to offer your body as a living sacrifice. I want it to be holy. And I want it to be pleasing to God. Look at this. This is where spiritual worship starts. It doesn't start with song. It doesn't start with music. Those are expressions of worship. But the heart of worship. Starts right here. And you need mercy. You need God's mercy. That is God not giving you what you deserve. Thank you Lord. That means he withholds wrath because you submit to him. He withholds his anger because you submit. He gives you mercy when you slip because you honor him. In view of God's mercy to present this body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your spiritual act of worship. In the King James, it says it's your reasonable service, but service, but uh, service. But this is where worship really. This is the realm of the the foundation of worship is to take your body and present it to the altar. Preaching 21st century, you're going to cause a lot of people to squirm. But this is where worship really begins. It is not this reason the hands. It is not just raising the hands. Where are the priests? Where is the sacrifice? Where is the sacrifice? Okay, Jesus did. But he said it here. Now it's time for you to follow Jesus. It's time for Clark to follow Jesus. It's time for you call your name out and your family tree to follow the same pattern. And drag your body to the altar and offer her or him up. And it's going to cause pain. Just like a lamb. If you've ever been in a, a lamb when they're slaughtered, they always scream. It sounds like little babies. Go to a slaughterhouse with lambs. They're not like every, every other like uh, pigs or anything else. The lambs, they scream. It sounds like babies, like thousands of babies are crying. 
That's the way it sounds. They know something is happening. They, can t- they know something is not good. for. They know it. You hear them. And God says, I want you as your body screaming. And you still drag. That's what I want to hear when you worship. God, I love you. God, it was a sacrifice. Not your little cute hallelujah, lo, 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 that I can hear, but inside you need to be a grunt. Christ had a dual role. He was the sacrificer. He was the sacrificer and the sacrifice on the cross. The Romans didn't kill Jesus. God slew his own son and his own son was the word made flesh. He was the sacrificer and the sacrifice. And you and I are to offer like Christ to be the sacrificer of your body. And the sacrifice that lays on the altar. And from that place, worship begins. Hallelujah. Thank you. For the church world, around the world, let's reset and get back to true worship. It is not the best of voices and the choreographed singing. That's not where it is. It is when we all drag our flesh and lay it at the altar. Man, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. Now, that's one of the areas that we need to reset now. Get it in your mind. Thank you, Jesus. Get it in your mind. Stop trying to be individuals in the Old Testament. I'm like Elijah. I'm like David. You better be like Jesus, the sacrificer and the sacrifice all in one. And God says, if any man will come after me, this is what Jesus said. Let him first deny himself, take up his cross. Why would he take up a cross? To follow me and do what I did. To offer yourself. Worship would change in a microsecond around the country and around the world if we got this as priests. Don't think now because Jesus died on the cross that priests don't have to sacrifice. Let's look at the second area. There is a sacrifice of the fruit of our lips, which is the voice of praise. It's out of Hebrews chapter 13 in verse 12. Before you sing, you're supposed to lay your altar. Before we sing, it's not just singers on the stage. I'm not just singling out singers on the stage. I'm talking about priests all around the country, all around the world, all of us. Everybody, if I say you're kings and priests, everybody, yes. Peter said you're a royal priesthood. That's not just for singers or preachers. A holy nation, a special people to show forth the praises of him who've called you out of darkness But that whole priest thing, once you take on that now, you got to see sacrifice. I don't know why anybody want to be a preacher today. I just, if you understood this stuff, man, there's a lot. I mean, (laughs) the wearisome toil of Aaron and the Levites. (laughs) In the morning, they got to change clothes. They got to come and offer blood, and then they have to change clothes again. Then in the evening, they got to do it again. And every morning, they had to drip blood. Every morning. Read it. That's why you need to read through the Bible. You see the wearisome toil of that. 
I mean, constant sacrifices. And then when Jesus came, he took away that old system. But now the church world, this is the spirit of the enemy now takes us and want to go back to Aaron and go back to Abraham where God put his spirit on individuals and totally bypassed the New Testament church. You don't have an individual voice with God. It's a collective voice. He looks at community. He hears you when you cry, but you shouldn't be going after your, go for your career, go for your, do it, but don't use the church for that. Don't use your religion for that. Your religion is for God, and he wants you to be a part of a community of believers, not an individual within the belief. You're supposed to join. You're supposed to join it. You're supposed to be at one with it. Is everyone a toe? No. Is everyone a hand? But we're all in the body, and we're supposed to work in the body together. Can the finger cut off, be cut off, and the body is okay? We got fingers wanting to separate themselves. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews chapter uh, 13, verse 12, it says, the, the city gate, look at the word, it says, the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. I want to look at uh, verse, uh, verse 12, holy. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Notice, Jesus suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. So he was the sacrificer and the sacrifice. Verse 13. Let us then go to him outside the camp bearing the disgrace he bore. Verse 14. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are, we are looking for the city that is to come. Verse 15. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God, here's that word again, a sacrifice of praise from the fruit of our lips that confess his name. I want to look at one verse. We'll come back to verse 15, verse 16. And do not forget to do good and to share with others with such sacrifices God is pleased. And I'm coming back to verse 15, verse 16, but I want you to look close at verse 15. Through Jesus Christ, therefore, through Jesus Christ, therefore, through Jesus Christ, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. So through Jesus Christ, we even learn our customs in the church. According to Luke chapter 4, the Bible says Jesus entered into, this is, we like verse 18, the spirit of the Lord of God is upon me, but you got to go to verse 17 and verse 16. It says Jesus entered into the synagogue as his custom was. First of all, he went back to Nazareth and he went back to his hometown and he entered into the synagogue as his custom was, which, which shows you that Jesus always went to church. He didn't say I don't need organized religion. The son of God, which is our example, always went to an organized church and he hung out with other believers. Glory to God. Don't listen to this age that says, I don't need that. You have not arrived. You need to be in the body. Young people are moving away from it. They say millennials are not going to a physical building. Follow Jesus. Don't follow the age. 
Nothing has changed as it relates to following Jesus. Over 2,000 years, you're not going to change it in the last 20. For 2,000 years, they entered into the sanctuary, and we need to continue to do that. If it's not a building, we gather under a tree. But we must come together physically. You must smell breath. You must hold hands. You must look each other in the eyes. Just like you can't raise kids on a remote site. You need somebody right there with them. Children need to have flesh and bone that put them to bed. Not a robot. I don't care how far we go. We need to be breathing on them. We need to be praying for them. We need to be fixing them what they need. They need to see us on a continuous basis. Well, I'm going to keep preaching it. Look at the word of God. It's clear here. Therefore, Jesus, I love this. Therefore, Jesus, let us, therefore, Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Hear it again. There's something you got to drag. There's something. It's a sacrifice. A sacrifice from the fruit of our lips, which means everybody should bring God something. If you don't have any money, you got to empty your lungs. You got to empty your lungs. You can't just sit back. A sacrifice of praise. This is what he says. We need as a church to identify ourselves to the world. We always bring a praise unto the house of the Lord. And you need to open your mouth. I know you don't like it. You only like it when, you know, you don't like it when somebody dunks, you know. Then we hear your voice. But you got to be able to do it to God. Even if it's not like you, you got to do it to God. It's a sacrifice. That's when he really gets it. He gets the glory when it's not like you. <laughs> you got to really look around like they listen. I can't really sing. You say anyway, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's out of tune. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. You out of tune, but God still wants it. I can, I can rhyme it. I can rhyme it. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. But you may not be able to do that. God still says, I want you to drag it in anyway. Open up your mouth. Let your lungs fill with air. And when it comes over the vocal cords, I want you to give it to me as unperfect, imperfect as it, as it is. Everybody putting their fingers in their ears. They don't want to hear, but I love it. I love to hear you praise. Let me tell you how powerful it is. God leaves the throne, hallelujah, when he hears your imperfection. Give him glory. He leaves the throne and inhabits the praises of his people. Don't let the devil take away that sacrifice of praise. You don't leave it to the praise team, the sacrifice. You need to give him the sacrifice. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And that's what the enemy attacks the most is your heart of praise. He doesn't care about expressions because you can do that when you're mad. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. You can do it when you're mad. God wants you to bring it to him when you're hurt. In the right spirit. Even when you're hurt in the right spirit. In this ministry, I saw a woman who was raped, hurt, 
pillaged and burned, ran after, tried to, somebody tried to run over. And she, in her pregnancy, she stood right there and kept lifting up her hands unto the Lord. Now I know the history. I know the history. I knew what happened. But though the whole pregnancy, she kept lifting up her hands. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2482. That's reference number 2482. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. In the hustle and bustle of everyday living, sometimes we miss moments, intimate moments with our children. And that is, I believe we need to pull them close, look them in the eye, and say, I love you. I'm with you. And I would like to encourage you today. Don't allow the sun to go down without you pulling your children close, up close, same air close, and tell them that Jesus loves them. But remember to tell them that you love them too. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.